Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold. He's Ernest Watts. We're back for another 40 minutes of good sports talk, culture talk, who knows what. It's like you're sitting in a car with us as we're going to a sporting event. You know what I'm talking about. When you get with your buddies and you never know what you're going to talk about. Sometimes it's profound. Sometimes it's definitely not. Ernest Watts, can you tell me one good thing that's happened to you this week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm alive. You're alive. Hey, hey, way to go. You know, today's a holiday. May the fourth be with you, buddy. Yeah. I got to do my Alec Guinness uh, impression. Sorry, Alec Guinness. May the fourth be with you. How's that? Was that? Well, what does he say? Don't pay attention to the droids. What was that famous line? No, no, no. no, Don't, don't. Yeah, well, uh, that's when they're coming up to the uh, security. Right. What's the little town? I I had it at the tip of my tongue, the little That's all right. Town. Star Wars is still these awesome. Are not, these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, these hey. are not the droids you're looking for. So there's a guy on YouTube that has the computer uh, power and the face recognition software that he it looks like Obi-Wan, younger uh, McGregor or whatever, and then Lee yeah. Nielsen debating about Mandalorian. And it looks just like them. Have you seen this on YouTube? No, but I have seen the meme with Burt Reynolds as Mandalorian in the seventies. <laughs> that sort of makes sense in a strange way. Uh, I was going to say, well, the mustache—it looks just like him. I mean, which, which that, of course, you know, that's not Pedro Pascal. He just supplies the voice. Someone else is in the suit itself. It's kind of like Darth Vader. That never was. James Earl Jones, that was David Pratt. Well, but let, there was a couple episodes where he took off his helmet. So all and the other third times. Guy. It was a third guy. still wasn't James Earl Jones. No, no, no. I'm talking the Mandalorian here, folks. Oh, the Ma- there's oh, a lot of confusion oh, okay. going along. There was sorry, in the Mandalorian, sorry. there was a couple episodes yeah. where he took off his helmet, and he, it was Pedro. But anyways, we're assuming you know all about Star Wars and the Mandalorian. If you don't know those references, you're in for a long podcast because we're going to talk old sports references. We're going to talk about what do you watch this time of year. And I am hyped about the movie that's coming out tomorrow. Or yes. is it Saturday? It's the, tomorrow. It's actually third tonight. There are some like midnight showings. The Guardians of the Galaxy number three, and we know someone dies, and I think it's the raccoon. But there you go. I just did a spoiler alert. Volume three. Volume three. Oh. You might be surprised. Oh. Yes. Oh, you've heard somebody else is going to die. I cannot tell. I'm not going to spoil this. I was sworn by my grandchildren not to look up spoilers. Chris Pratt's going to die? What? No, 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 no. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. That's all I'll say. Enjoy it. All right, all right. So I told my wife, I said, we got to go see that. I'm so desperate for a good movie uh, up here in Michigan, we've been stuck in the 30s and 40s rain for a whole month, and everybody's going crazy around here. Down in beautiful North Carolina, my buddy Ernest has been swimming in his pool. I'm not jealous. My grandsons, I haven't. I've, uh, I did take a nice vacation to the Outer Banks. So. Nice. But uh, my grandsons are much sturdier stock than myself. So they're swimming in what water temperature? It's 75. Oh, shut up. I'm sorry. I know, I know. Canadians come down to Myrtle Beach in January and swim. I know, we're, we're wimps. Yep. We, have to have it, we have to have it at least 88 to get in. We're All wimps. Right. 
All right, oh, I have boy. an unwritten rule. If we're five minutes in and haven't talked sports yet, we jump to sports. So we're going to jump. Okay, jump in. Since you've mentioned Canadians, the hockey playoffs are here. They're awesome. This is the year, time of year I love. And you, once again, the curse of the President's yep. Cup is once again upheld. Do you want to give a summary of what, what, what went wrong with Boston Bruins? Oh, my. Uh, they were just slow. And it, it looked tired. They look, which they are, an old, tired team. But it's, you, you put so much energy in, and I think it's like only five of the last 28 President's Cup winners have, have won the Cup. So the numbers are really against you. Last year was Florida, and they went down in the first round. So they got a little payback and they defeated in a great seven-game series. And they had to go to the guy who was their second-string goalie for most of the year, Sergei Bobolinsky. And, and he used to be with uh, – he was actually famous for the first round defeating uh, Tampa Bay when they were the President's Cup winner six years – five years ago. So it's it's I think there's so much pressure in the regular season and they were an older team and they like went all out to get this record of the most points ever, which which you have to understand, you know, for the last 20 years, we don't have ties. We used to have ties, no overtime. So if you're talking about all time, it's kind of hard to compare with the great Islander teams of the 80s or the great uh, 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 Oilers teams of the latter part of the 80s and the 90s or the great Red Wings teams of the latter part of the 90s. I mean, it's it's really hard, the Canadian teams of the 60s and 70s. And this was not an all-time great team. And the goalie they rode for most of the year, uh, Linus Olmark, pretty much the wheels came off his wagon. I had to bring in the second-string goalie. And now they're talking about dismantling the whole team. Uh, Bergeron is, I think, 36 years old. They're, they pretty much told him he's not coming back. So they're looking at re, you know, rebuilding the team at this point, this, this disappointment. But that's, that's basically that's not the only big upset. You had the well, defending you, champ. Yeah, before you go to the Bostons, they were okay. up in the seventh game. And... Mm-hmm. I'll break it down really quick. They're up three to two, I think. And then um, Florida's pressing like crazy. Boston's sort of back on their. Pulled the goalie. Pulled the goalie. They, pulled six, the, they had six out. skaters out there. And a guy came in and basically did a hard wrist shot. And the defensive men for Boston instinctively put out a stick trying to stop it himself, but instead deflected it up and over the goalie's shoulder so it went into overtime. And as a goalie, and I played for many years when I was from fourth grade to uh, senior in high school, um, I, it's one of those times where you love your defenseman and you hate him at the same time. Like, hey, man, I had a clear look at it. Trust me, I have it. But instinctively, you just want to you know, go out and try to stop it. Uh, and then over time, you're right, Florida looked so much fresher. They just looked like they were ready to do it. Boston got up two games to nothing, and I think they kind of took the foot off the gas. And it's fascinating that series like that, seven-game series, momentum shifts many times. You look at the Devils-Rangers series. And by the way, I, for listeners, I do remember I picked the Rangers to take the cup, so thank you for that. And the Devils got beat 6-1 to one in game six. And, and the Rangers are like, well, we're just going to roll in. And, and, the, and the Denver just pretty much 
defensively out quick beat the Rangers to every spot in the ice. And it's, it's interesting that seven game series, it, you know, it's not as stretched out as the NBA does their series, but the momentum can change and you, you change goalies. And again, Boston's like an old team. And I think they put so much energy in setting the record for the most wins and the most points uh, that I think pretty much, and those of you who don't follow hockey quite a bit, you get two points for a win and one point if you go into overtime. And that's the deciding factor in the standings. And I just think they wore themselves out of that. And, and, yeah. and again, I, I was... I don't feel sorry for the Boston fans. I mean, they've had the Patriots, they've had the Celtics, they've had the Bruins. Red Sox, yeah. Red Sox, come on. They've had their share, but they look pretty distraught. How about, you told me before the playoffs that the Avalanche would not repeat, and boy, they were out first round. I told you to lose to the Kraken. And, 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 you know, people thought I was kind of like the Lakers pick, which we'll talk about the NBA in a little bit. I just thought... They had they had controversy about a police situation with one of their players in a hotel room where 911 was called. Uh, their goalie was not as responsive. The goalie for the Kraken is actually their old goalie, goalie uh, Krakenow. And I think he was built up. And I, They're a team that they're pretty much, even though they didn't get the advantages that Vegas got during the expansion draft, they got a lot of good pieces. They got a lot of third-line guys as wingers and centers, and they got a pretty solid defense, and they got the number one draft pick, who will probably be rookie of the year. Uh, they just are a solid team. I mean, every all the series were great. Uh, the Devils and the Rangers, that harkens back to the mid-'90s. And it was just a seven-game series. I mean, as a kid, the first round was there were no four and outs. Everyone were hard fought, and a shot here, injury here could have made a difference. The physic, the thing that stuck out to me, it was the physicality, and 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 the the the, the ability teams that played defense had a, an advantage. Now, this is where I will further embarrass myself by telling you who will win the second round. You ready for this? Go ahead, Swami. Oh, great, Swami. Okay. Uh, Toronto will be disappointed again. I think the Panthers will beat. Well, they're the beating Maple. them right now. That's why I'm watching them. I'm listening yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll beat them. I just think the Maple Leafs, there's a relief that they won a round for the first time in 20 years. I hope I don't jinx it by thinking my Hurricanes will beat the Devils. I think the Kraken will defeat the Stars, and I think the Golden Knights will win their series against the Oilers. And I think once again, there will not be a Canadian team in uh, to win the Stanley Cup for the like almost thirtieth year, I believe, we're going on now. Okay. But so then again, remember, I picked the Rangers to take it all, so take that with a grain of salt. So here's a sort of off the wall question: We see huge money for. NBA teams. We're seeing huge money for NFL teams now and contracts. Do you think hockey is going to take a next step forward in the next five years to huge money, or think it's they're sort of in their sweet spot right now with what the players are making and teams are going for? Funny you should say that. Right now there's a team up for sale 
the Ottawa Senators. And they have two groups bidding for ownership in excess of a billion dollars. One group is headed by Ryan Reynolds. In Ottawa? Little old Ottawa is getting a yeah. billion dollars for their team? That's the bids for it. The other bid is headed by Snoop Dogg. Snoop no, Dogg this, doesn't. This, this is not from The me. Onion. This is not from The Onion. Come I on, promise man. Come on. You. This is serious. Is, this, Dogg, is Martha it, Stewart going in with him for the no, hockey team? No, no. It's, it's some other groups of individuals. But yeah, a billion dollars. That's, is that people just having too much money, funny money, like over in like premier soccer? I mean, it's just like. Well, well remember, it's, it's a great investment. Uh, well, you speak of soccer. J.J. Watt just bought uh, Burley. Oh, part, they have bought part. Ryan Reynolds part of, made a ton of money because he sold his interest in, was it Mint Phone yeah, or something? Mint Mobile. Mint so he Mobile. just made like uh, $500 million in one. Oh, yeah. And know, plus he owns uh, Wexham who moved up to yeah. one league. They're still three leagues down from the Premier League. They're, they're based in Wales. But was able to uh, monetize that by tying it with an FX documentary series. So he was able to money, uh, make money out of it in that respect. But yeah, uh, the centers are up for sale, and they have a lousy location. Oh, yeah. Office. But yeah, I mean, that's... If if they're worth a billion dollars, Ottawa, how much is the New York Rangers worth or the Boston Bruins? I would think the Rangers are worth more, and that's all. That's Comcast, right? Don't they own that? That's yeah. The Rangers and the Knicks own. Well, no, it's it's what Spectrum used to be. It's Warner Brothers, I think, owns it. But uh, in excess of five billion. Let me see. The Suns went with what? The Suns were seven billion? billion, yeah, seven. four four billion, four billion, yeah. Yeah, and then the Redskins. I was whoa, wow. There you go. The Commanders. The Commanders. They're going to sell for how much? Uh, let me see. What was it? Seven, seven. Seven billion. Yeah, seven billion. It's like funny he's money. Being, it's, he's it's being cr- forced. Snyder's being forced to sell it for, for seven, seven billion. billion. And. Mm. On top of that, he wants the NFL to indemnify him of all the lawsuits that he has against them. It sounds like a guy down in Florida that we know well with an extra yeah, orange tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's that's a big set of cojones to walk away with $7 billion and go, hey, you pay all my legal bills from here on out. That's that's shit spot. That's shit spot, folks. Uh, I have other words, but this is a clean show. Yeah, well, see, I was a clean show. So yeah, it's a clean show. I, I feel okay. too, that's Yiddish depressing. Mean, I'm sorry I brought up the money part of it, but but yeah, I mean, it's the thing is with sports teams, and, and your son David can uh, edify this a little bit more. But for the first five years, you can combine it with your other businesses, and you can take those losses and write it off your taxes. Right. Well, this ways. There's ways of working it out. But Let's jump over to an, another controversial subject since I, for some reason, want to. NIL college basketball yes. and college football. So today, Hunter Dickinson, who was an All-American Michigan 7'1 center, who announced he was going to transfer after three years. He could have gone pro a year or two ago. Announced that he's going to Kansas. And he said a lot of nice things about Michigan, but he says... Someday I'll be able to tell the rest of the story. I'm thinking, why did you have to say that? You're on your, you're on your way out. 
you know, someday I'll be able to tell you what really went on. And so the other part in Michigan we're talking about is that Michigan State, Mel Tucker came in uh, to save the Sparties, got all these transfers, several more playing NFL now, and then it came back to bite him. In fact, just this last week, three more players that were starters decided to transfer. So the hand that feeds can also bite you too. What do you think right now from your own North Carolina perspective? Is the NIL the worst thing that happened, or we're just going to have to settle in on this whole deal? Okay, the libertarian in me thinks it's the greatest thing. So why are we paying coaches millions of dollars and they're not producing on the field? It's the players. I have no problem with the players. Now, Dickerson decided to napalm the bridge, not burn the bridge. And he probably has anything. He, he had something to say. He'd say it now. Why wait? What, what's the logic? That was just a way to tick everybody in Michigan off. He has nothing to say. And going pro, good luck with that. He will not be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, I'm not going to diss his, that part of it. But I guess what I'm saying is I don't blame the players. If you're not going to start and you have limited years to get starting time and to maybe make the pros, I get going. It's just that down the road, this constant churn all the time, I think eventually plays to people it will sort out. The bigger programs will have more money to spend. It's kind of excitement. It's like a hot stove league a little bit for college basketball, college football. That's true. You never know who's I mean, going to have to wear. I mean, he's going to a program which is still answering to the NCAA for violations. That coach had to set up the first five games of the season. If he's healthy enough to be coached there. I mean, Kansas' reputation of the last 10 years has not been stellar. So, uh, you know, this this might exactly, things like this tend to get the attention of the NCAA. But well, I have no problem with players having the same freedom as coaches do to leave and go at all times. Coaches have been doing this for years. Okay, your beloved Tar Heels football team, have they lost any players? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we lost our two cornerbacks. And where'd they go? Uh, Storm Duck and Williams. Uh, I don't know where they went, but my attitude, uh, all I saw was the back of the jerseys most of the year. So don't let the back door hit <laughs> the you. The defense wasn't door. that great anyways. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. They, don't let the, they, whole, the door hit you, huh? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like one of our offensive linemen was drafted by the Cowboys in the third round, and all I ever saw was him looking behind him because someone beat him at the line of scrimmage all the time, so... That shows why I step up the draft. So but, you're saying that Michigan fans are more bitter than North Carolina fans right now? Oh, no, I think fans are bitter. There's this rumor going around that uh, uh, Caleb Love's coming back to Carolina. It's not going to happen. These guys have left. If they don't want to be in your program, you don't want them there. Carolina's had six guys transfer out. If they don't want to be here, let them go. We've only had one guy leave and be better when he left, and that was – the kid who went to Auburn. But, but you know, the bottom line is you, you go to battle with the soldiers who want to be there in, in the, uh, the foxhole with you. If you don't want to be there, go. You know, Michigan fans, if Dickerson doesn't want to be there, good luck, goodbye. Let the door, don't let the door hit you on the way out. I mean, that's, that's the attitude you have to have. It does make college football and college basketball 12-month-a-year sport. That's true. Which is a perfect lead into the NFL, which, as we know, is a 12-month-a-year sport, and the draft. And um, we can talk about your beloved 
Panthers first. Did they have a good draft? Uh, I like some of it. The defensive end, stand-up defensive end we got from Oregon's a project. The guard we got from NC State has been injured. He's going to get better. I do like the wide receiver from Ole Miss. And I like young – I mean, I, I would have liked Richardson, but but he's a project. And I think, unfortunately, people around here kind of equated him with Cam. And I don't know where the negativity about Cam comes. I mean, he took us to a Super Bowl. I mean, it wasn't – he wasn't horrible. I mean, he just, he just got beat up and burned out before he was 30. But, uh, you know, people that are smarter than me think that Caleb Young could be another Drew Brees. I don't know. It, you never know with the draft. I did find it interesting that Philadelphia is now the northern campus of the University of Georgia. It's <laughs> University of Georgia at Philadelphia, right? I know. That's crazy. And, that and leads the, to the question about Jalen Carter. That's his name, Carter, right? The guy they were right. passed on. I mean, Obviously, folks, you know, if you read any of the news, that he was drag racing and one of his buddies died in a car wreck. And um, a female intern. Right. And, and then he went, made the, you know, I'm sorry rounds with the NFL. And all these teams that could draft him said, no, we're not doing it. And they got some pushback, like, oh, you should have done that on the sports radio. I mean, he's a really great player. And they're saying, we don't want, he could be a great player, but... NFL, you get too much pressure on you. If he doesn't perform or if he's not willing to discipline himself, we don't want him. So is that a fair take on this guy? I mean, Philadelphia looks like they cleaned up big time uh, with all these great players. I don't know. Swift, the running back that Detroit got rid of, I, he's he hasn't made a full season yet. So anyways, take it for Carter for a second. Okay, you got to have multiple running backs. That's just it nowadays. It's one running back's not going to do it. Uh, you know, uh, guys come in with so-called character issues and it is, sometimes it works out. Sometimes your last name is Brown and you bounce around the league a couple of days, a couple of years. I mean, it just, you don't know, uh, talent overrides character. I hate to say it. They will take a chance on a guy with great talent and potential and a lousy character as opposed to a outstanding citizen who has average skills. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, Hornets are getting ready to sign bridges back and we've seen the photographs where he beat up his girlfriend. Uh, talent will always, and when the talent goes away, they'll get gone also. But yeah, guys will take chances on that. As long as they produce, there'll be some team that will sign you. They'll hold their nose and they'll sign you. That's just the basic understanding of sports. Sports is not based on uh, moral decisions. Okay, but would you have picked him if he was available the second pick that the Panthers had? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I no think... one no one is defined by one mistake in their life. It's for all the troubles that we have in our country, and we have troubles. We are a forgiving nation. I think that's the one thing you can say about our country. Our one redeeming factor is with time and due diligence and proper 
even if people go through the motions of apologizing, because it's usually done by law, you know that. So you're talking like the Deshaun Watsons of the world will get Yeah, yeah. He got his money, didn't he? Yeah, and that's another thing we could talk about. He had his money totally guaranteed, and the rest of the NFL said, that's crazy, we can't do that. So Baltimore said, we're not doing it for you, Jackson. We're not going to guarantee all of it. So poor Jackson got $183 million guaranteed instead of 220 Poor guy. I was gonna say. I mean, that's it's. You look at guys that that have done things. I mean, Michael Vick. No matter how you feel about it, served time in a federal prison, Leavenworth. But yet, when he got out, he was drafted. I mean, Philadelphia signed him, and he started in the NFL. I mean, we'll hold our nose unless it's something truly repugnant, like the running back for the Ravens. Uh, we're, we're forgiving group, particularly if that person can get you some wins. And what Ernest is referring to is Ray Rice. Um, yeah, smacked or punched his girlfriend in an elevator, knocked her to the ground, right. dislocated her out. Yeah. And I mean, the, the the visual thing tends to add more sting than reading it on a crime report. I hate to say it that way, yeah. but that's I don't always agree with that. I. I'd like to do think that, that people cannot be judged on one incident in life. Now, continued incidents, uh, Josh Gordon, who can't stay away from the weed, that's a different story. But now he's playing in the X, XFL. So, so someone will get you a job. Someone will try you out. But uh, again, you know, it's depending. If you can play, uh, a lot of dirty laundry is not thought about. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Uh, you look at uh, the wide receiver for the Dolphins. He used to play with the Chiefs. He was arrested for uh, physically abusing his girlfriend in junior college. Hunt says he's going to retire after next year or two. No, no, the wide receiver, not the running back. Oh, um, oh, the fastest guy in the NFL. Yeah, number ten, whose name escapes us. Yeah, because we're. I mean, there's there's old. a lot of unreported, or shall we say, that they don't come to the. The headlines, you're dealing with the most successful PR with the NFL. So a lot of these guys have records or have done things. But then again, I I'm truly believe that you can't judge a person on one event in their life. There, There's always a chance for a – you have to believe in redemption as an alternative for people. And again, that's one thing in our country where you go to England, you go to Europe, and if you've done something wrong, that's with you for the rest of your life. All right, next question. What's the funnest sporting event you've watched in the last week or so? That oh, you wow. just enjoyed? The funnest? Yeah, like you went, like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Uh, well, now I have a rooting interest. So I'll say the overtime win in, in game uh, six on the Hurricanes. Yes, I hear you. I, I enjoy that. When your team is doing well, and I'm enjoying how the Braves are doing also. When your team's winning, it gives you an extra lift. Uh, when your team is not doing well, that's a yeah. little bit different. Well, the Tigers just got three in a row from the Mets and beat Scherzer last yesterday. Oh, talk, yeah, but talk about the win today. Who did they beat today? Verlander. So oh, yes. to beat Scherzer and Verlander in two days is like our season's already made. Not that we dislike those guys. Those guys left on good terms. They really did. Um, 
Mickey says, hey, guys, where have you been? You know, Mickey's still hanging around collecting $30 million and hardly playing at all. It's just, anyways, I won't get on that negative vibe anymore. But anyways, good. that was the funnest time for me as a sports fan this weekend. And All right, here's the big question, Ernest, everybody's wanting to know. Ernest, the, you're so passionate about football. XFL versus USFL. <laughs> oh, Is it really going, a question? I thought you were going to ask me who I have in the XFL championship game, which is two weeks away. Uh, the USFL, you can tell they have, and you and I have addressed this, uh, you have half of them are the same coaches as last year. A lot of them are the same players, and the offenses are much more smoother. The XFL by by season nine and ten, you can see things start to click a little bit. Of course, defenses are always uh, ready and easier to do things early than offenses. Offenses have more coordination. Uh, the big upset is you've got a team with a four and six record. Uh, the Arlington Renegades, uh, Bob Stoops coaching, uh, going for the championship, and they'll actually be closer because it's being played in San Antonio, going against the D.C. Defenders. Not the commanders, the defenders. Get your military term right for your football team. And the defenders are pretty much run a college offense. Their offensive coordinator has been HBU uh, offensive coordinator for 30 years. So they run a, a lot of uh, college offense and everything. But they got a great defense. They got Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator. And Remember, Greg Williams is the only coach ever to be suspended for an yes. entire year for because Bounty Gate with yes. the Saints. And Brett Farr, he told the Saints that the first person to knock Brett Farr out of the game got something or another. Here's the trivia, uh, and this is really tending to the old folks, is that Greg Williams' father-in-law is Mike Shannon, who passed away this week. Mike Shannon? Third baseman. No, Shannon. Shannon, third baseman for the Cardinals. Oh. He's done radio for the Cardinals for years. Oh, okay. All right. Was Not it, Shanahan. Shanahan. I got confused. It was Mike Shanahan different sport, or different the sport. actor different Shannon. Sport, different sport. It is fascinating. You know, the, the XFL plays in their home fields, whereas the uh, USFL plays in hubs. And I was yeah, fascinating to see this week was the first games played in Ford Field. And, you know, it was... You know, you're getting the money from television, so attendance is not that big a thing. But it was fascinating to see uh, a lot of Texas, uh, excuse me, Michigan uh, uh, favorite sons attended the game. Yeah, Michigan Panthers. And so you had, they really got the, you know, Barry Sanders was there and other Michigan sports guys were there, which is good. And it was nice to see Calvin Johnson who was so mad at Detroit Lions for a long time, now coming back and doing things with the Lions organization, which is... Well, he gets to sign that HOF at the end of his name now. Yeah, that, that probably made a little that difference. Helped. Yeah, Didn't have his gold jacket on, but he does get to sign that off. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like I said, I, I love football. I like the idea of 12 months. There's not too much football for me. I'll be watching Canadian when it starts the 1st of June. There, like I said, there's no such thing as too much football for me. So I, I enjoy it. I've watched most of the games. Uh, Paul, one night, was asking me what I was doing, and I was watching the um, the playoff game for the XFL on my big screen. My picture-in-picture was the USFL game. 
on my phone, I was watching the Rangers and the Devils. I need help. I'm an <laughs> addict. Yes, yes, we know, Ernest. We know. Yes. It's okay. It's all right. There's worse That's things. But see now, summer movie season. So now I can. I missed out on Rimfield. I didn't get to see it. So uh, I, I got to catch up with my movies, starting with The Guardians this weekend. Yeah, well, part of the hubbub this in the rumor mill was going crazy about will there be a Star Trek 3 with Chris Pine or 4, is it? I can't remember. 4. Number 4. four. And there's been so... And then there was rumors about who was going to be cast. And then I saw another rumor about Fantastic Four being rebooted again without John Krasinski. Do you have any insight on that? Marvel's a mess right now. Their last two movies bombed. Uh, nobody's getting excited about Ms. Marvel. James Gunn, who does the Guardians movie, he's leaving to resuscitate DC. Um, I don't know if we're hitting superhero uh, overload or fatigue. People are saying that the Aquaman 2 movie coming out in December is horrible. They pulled Batgirl, wouldn't right. even show it, wouldn't even stream it. And you kind of wonder, Shazam pretty much did first for the first weekend and then it was gone. And you kind of wonder, I mean, you've got with Marvel, you have that original crowd, which has been phased out. Well, it's how many times can you save the universe, right? I think that's part yeah, of it. And I uh, think I like but, that the Guardians but, is more focused on the main characters than everything else going on. Is it that or is the idea that it, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is gone, Chris Evans is gone? I mean, a lot of the big stars, and you're, you're trying to make stars out of other people. I mean, there's a lot of people, and I don't understand why, who have a huge negative feeling about Brie Larson. And this is a young lady that was in an Academy Award-winning film, uh, the, the Room. And for some reason, she just, like, people have a negative feeling. You know, one of the big DC films, The Flash, their star's been arrested five or six times. And I don't, I don't know if it's, is, do you think it's... it's For flashing? No. <laughs> Sorry, uh, easy. Uh, the horrible that was a Pee Wee Herman joke there for a second. Yes, yes. Well, I well, got a bunch of those, but we won't go back. But, but <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think it's the fact that a lot of the bigger stars have moved on? I mean, well, Henry Cavill's not Superman. Uh, I've been surprised Christian, how much they've put on streaming services instead of gone to the mo movies. Like, <laughs> excuse me, like Mandalorian has been fantastic as a streaming service. And then Samuel L. Jackson has a new movie coming out that, not movie, mo yeah. new series with Apple. Sure. It's like Netflix and Apple are spending all this money. The Russo brothers spent $300 million on a new series called Citadel on Prime, Amazon Prime. And Audrey and I watched that last night. And it was fast-paced, a lot of action. Um, but it reminded me of All the King's Men. It's very violent, very a uh, lot of action violence at the front. It just seems like the first 15 years of this, you had a limited number of characters played by a limited number of actors. And you had sequels, but that was the appeal. And now they've both, DC and Marvel, have spread out. We've gone through two more 
Batmans since since Bale left. And to me, Bale will always be the Batman, which I will enjoy Michael Keaton coming back in the Flash. We'll tell you that. But he's my age. He'd be better doing uh, the the was it the cartoon series with the kid who helps old Bruce Wayne out? Uh, Batman 2000 or something like that. I mean, that. I just wonder if, if they've spread themselves too thin with a lot of, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was not a main group, and Gunn was able to use that and kind of countermined a lot of what they were doing as a formula. But then they started coming in with all kinds of characters. And it just seems to have lost momentum. And I, uh, again, well, Doctor I don't Strange know if... and Spider Man are still bankable right now. I get it. Ant Man. I mean, how much can you do with up and downs and everything? Michelle Pfeiffer can't save every movie. You know, come on. Yeah. Oh, but you know, like I said, I didn't think it was that bad. I just didn't think it was. It was streamable. That was it. It was more like a movie you would stream. Yeah. But I, I wonder if there's a. I mean, when I grew up, westerns were everywhere. Okay, half the TV shows were westerns. We all wanted to see John Wayne. We all wanted to see Clint Eastwood play the man with no name. Westerns were big. And then there were so many westerns, there are no more westerns anymore. And, you know, that was based on a period of time in history that only lasted 10 years. Now, it's hard for people younger than me to understand the pull that westerns had. I mean, if Bonanza was on one night, Wagon Train was on one night, Maverick was on one night, Wild Wild West was on. And then boom, it's like a fatigue. People got tired of watching Westerns. Right. And I have this fear in the back of my mind uh, that might be happening. Superhero movies may have to go away a little while and come back. Yeah, they might. All right, Ernest, we're starting to get toward the end of our our time here. Um, just watching the hockey game right now. Florida's being Toronto. Toronto has tried so hard, but everybody's so tired. You can tell they've just worn themselves out. So that's the thing about hockey is that so many seven-game series and stuff, at what point do these guys wear out toward the, this long season? All right, we didn't even talk about We're going to end with the NBA real quick. All right, L.A. or Golden State, who's going to win that series? L.A. Really? Lakers. Yeah. You think A.D. can hang in there that long? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some defense. There's no one in the middle for Golden State. Looney is okay, but he wasn't going against anybody with Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Sarbonis is is a power forward. He's not a center. So yeah, it may go six or seven, but I think the Lakers will pull it out. All right. LeBron's last charge. All right. Was it fair that the Bucks coach got fired? No, but then again, that goes with the territory. There have been four NBA coaches in the last 20 years that had the best record and got fired afterwards. And Imbled, I can't even say his name right, Was it? should he have won the most valuable player? No. No. It's, it's, it should stay in Denver. He's the best player. I mean, that's it. The Joker. Yeah. Yeah, Djokovic is, if you see what he does, but he does, he is probably the most unathletic <laughs> player in the NBA. I mean, he's chubby, but he is able to, he's so smart. And I think they will beat Phoenix, particularly with Chris Paul's problems. I mean, he's just, he's just dominating Aiton inside. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll lay up with an LA Denver Western final in the East. He's hot. 
Got to go with the Heat. They just pulled two away from the Knicks at New York. So I think uh, even without um, Butler, their, yeah, even without Butler, who comes to life in the playoffs, regular season, nothing. I think the Heat will win that, and uh, the Celtics will beat the 76ers. All I right. mean, here's, here's ABC would love nothing better than a Heat Lakers final. Oh, sure. I know that's I know that was back in COVID area. But they would love that again. But I think more likely we're going to see Denver and the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap up the last couple of minutes here. I might take what you were going to say. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Jamie Foxx. Um, they haven't officially announced what his health problem is. Rumor says that he had a stroke. Uh, he's played some good sports characters, great actors, so funny. Um, but I hope that he gets better. He had to cancel out on... Uh, a game show he was going to do with his daughter. and um, So, any, your last few minutes? Uh, he's actually got a movie coming out on Netflix next week. A week on Tyrone. That's the name, really. I'm not making this up. We cloned Tyrone. Okay. I, I, I don't even want to add to it in that respect, but that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Mike Shannon is someone I listened to on KMX. KMOX radio as a child. Uh, my dad was a Cardinals fan. Uh, I knew that he uh, was the quarterback at University of uh, Missouri and then became third baseman for the uh, Cardinals. And again, that's another sign that I'm getting older and older and people passing away. And one more death. And he would, he would end this if he was still alive by saying, what did we learn today? Cultural icon, former mayor of Cincinnati, English-born Jerry Springer. <laughs> I mean, you got to say he is. Like, I mean, for he, old folks. Entrepreneur, right? To the max. Well, I mean, you had, at the time he came in, you had Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. Who played a role, pretty much. And you had Dr. Phil, and you had uh, 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 the guy, um, uh, Mari uh, Povich. And the father is. But Springer always, and I always remember his, uh, his uh, uh, cameo in uh, Goldmember, Austin Powers movie. <laughs> but he kind of, you could tell, kind of gleam in his eye that he knew that he he was destroying society bit by bit. He never but took he was, himself or anybody too oh seriously. Oh no, he took he took, he was in on the joke. Yeah. I mean, he really truly was. He and, was and, just in it for the money. That's I oh got. yeah. But at the end, he'd do that little thing where he'd sit on the steps and go, "What did we learn today?" And we yeah. go, "We learned we have no shame because we watched this. <laughs> we watched this. We need to take a shower minutes. now. Yes. we have no shame." But you know, it's. it's as society has degraded a lot of behavior that he uh, presided over, we now see in the legislature, in our states, and in our national capital, unfortunately. So it, it's kind of led to this, but I think he would have got a laugh out of this. But again, it's, it's individuals that, and again, he had a very, very varied uh, background. He served time in prison for shipping weed, so, uh, a, a, a varied life to say the rest least. in peace, Jerry Springer and Mike Shannon. Yeah, Mike Shannon. Don't, 
No Bulldogs. All right. Well, we did it again. You've wasted a good hour of your time. <laughs> Just like Car Talk with my favorite podcast of all time. Check it out if you like cars or not. Anyways, for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night. <laughs>